My mic sounds nice. Your mic sounds nice. <clears throat> it does. Quite nice. Quite nice on the mics tonight. With five field mice riding trikes. I'm out. I get nothing. <laughs> you don't got anything <laughs> on this. You just got nothing for you here. And welcome in to the Going Down the List podcast. We're here today live with Jerberius back again. Good to be here. Your boy De Viage con las Derbez. La coca china me queda tu cuerpo. Also known as Oswald. <laughs> and I am El Rico joining you here today. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I missed the week and where is Spanish? <laughs> yeah, we, we did Rosetta Stone. Uh, last Saturday, live on the podcast, in case anybody missed out yeah. on that. I'm we, talking about, I still have my leapfrog. <laughs> Ooh, we were just talking about leapfrog. Man, that's a real blast from the past. Leapfrog. Yep. Hey, the little pad, the handheld yep. device. Yeah, right? It wasn't a screen, though. No. Well, it wasn't a screen, it was like a book. Yeah, but it was a book and you had a little cartridge. Yeah. Man. That's what I took to restaurants. Oh, not sure. <laughs> I had my leapfrog. Back in my day. Yeah. I was there, like. Pressing little pictures and yep. going everybody in the restaurant. You just bring toys in the restaurant. I'd be in there with whole ass Hot Wheels sets. <laughs> you were table. not. I had one. It was like a. It was like a ramp that went down. Yes, I remember. I vividly remember. It might have been like a McDonald's toy. Because you remember those McDonald's toys used to go hard. That's true. They weren't some like little plushy keychains. Oh, now they're like they're like little cardboard books. Yeah, I don't want to learn things when I get a McDonald's toy. I want to get fat and play. Yeah, I want to just be mind dumb. <laughs> we are here today to continue our uh, coverage of season one of Severance, a very puzzling TV show, and keeping in theme with that, I, I believe Mr. Jair Bear wants to <laughs> wants to give us a riddle. I do, and I can't take credit for this riddle. I heard this on TikTok out of all places, oh, on a podcast, so breaking the fourth wall here. Oh, but what's man. the point of a good riddle if you don't share it? That's right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, this is not your typical... It's a question, but there is a one answer. Yeah. Okay. So you gotta just just follow along here. Bananas touches. Apples touches. Yogurt doesn't touch. Oranges doesn't touch. So as we go through the episode, you just it doesn't have to be food related. Just give me anything: tables, cup, coffee, and I'll tell you if it touches or not. And your goal is to figure out what I'm talking about. What makes this touch and this not touch. So apple and bananas both touch. Touches. Yogurt and orange do not. Don't touch. Was there anything else? That's it. Like I said, you now it's up to y'all to just, you know, try to find the connection. If you have a word to, you, to know, like, does this touch? I'll let you know. And you got to figure out what makes things touch, what makes things not. So I figured it'd be fun throughout the episode for you to just think of a random word Give it to me. So yeah, just I, something I, to feast on. I already have my two guesses, but go ahead. Ooh, I have confidence that that it'll take a little while. So go ahead. Coffee touches. Coffee? Yes. Doesn't touch. Mm. All right. Second one is lemons do not touch. Lemons? Yes. Touches. <laughs> So I thought it would be like a it, it like be, a like an A B C. Yep. So I chose coffee as a don't touch as it right. does touch, and then I thought oh, maybe I like 
sour and then not sour. Right. Like, you know, yogurt's kind of tangy. Yep. It's not food related at all. Hmm. I'll give you, I'll tell you that. It could be, you can give me any word in, in the world and I'll let you know if it touches. I feel like I've heard this before or like a variation of this. Yes. This is like, there are, there are other ones like this. The wombat one. Yeah. Like this is a wombat. One. Yeah. It's like that. Marcellus Wallace's suitcase from Pulp Fiction doesn't touch. Suitcase? Yes. Doesn't touch. Oh, is this like some kind of like syllable kind of like <laughs> counting bullshit or something? Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's no, some, it's not. It's not syllable counting. There's some kind of English play on this. Uh, you'd be surprised. All right. Well, we're going to continue to consider that. Uh, one more thing before we get into our severance <laughs> coverage for the day. Severance, by the way. Yes. Touches. Okay. <clears throat> severance. So the procedure or? The word. Severance. Okay. Just, just the word. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Or I, I apologize. Severance doesn't touch. I apologize. Oh, oh. Severance doesn't touch. I was wrong there. Jetliners. Jetliners doesn't touch. No, doesn't, jet no, it doesn't touch. You don't touch. So you know this. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. Because you're giving Airplane? There seems to touches. be a... I don't... I'm not grasping what it is I know about it, but there's something. There's, right. like, there's a mechanic in it. Mechanic, P yeah. Pimento cheese. Pimento cheese. Touches... Cheese doesn't touch. Pimento touches. Pimento does, but the cheese doesn't. Well, one combined pimento cheese. Pimento cheese touches. Okay. All right. I, Airliner doesn't touch. Airplane touches. People are going to think we're smoking crack live on the podcast. Uh, we we want to talk. Take a ticket around. Crack rock. <laughs> crack rock doesn't touch. Does not touch. No. But crack pipe. Touches. Touches. Huh. All right, all right. The college football playoff field is set, and we have occasionally covered that here on our podcast this year. We want to give just a little look into it. Uh, some slight predictions. We've got Michigan, Alabama, Jim Harbaugh back on the field now for the Wolverines, Nick Saban. Uh, against all odds, finding a way back. We're not going to dive too deep into the snub of FSU because that could take us a long time. Yes. Uh, and then we also have Texas, Washington. Uh, what y'all think? I got one bold prediction, just real quick. I and I'm gonna be confident here that this is 99% correct. Like, if you any betters out there, go ahead and put this parlay in or add this to your parlay. South Carolina Gamecocks will not make it to the playoffs this year. <laughs> go Tigers! <laughs> That's right. We made three field goals. Yep. <sighs> That's 16. my bold prediction. That's your bold prediction? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll put money on it. Yeah. Yes, if you, any better out there, just throw it in your leg. Um, so five and seven South Carolina, not, not going to make the playoffs. playoffs. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I think we ended their chances there. Hey, um, it was it was kind of touch and go there for a second. Yeah. But I'll let y'all take this one first because I'm not well, – I haven't really been paying too much attention to games other than the Clemson games, and even those paying attention is used loosely. So I'll go ahead and get the easy one, in my opinion, out the way. I feel like Alabama's going to, I don't want to say handle Michigan, but I feel like it will be one of the, I don't want to say not, not even not competitive, but just kind of non-entertaining of the two games. Okay. I feel like Washington, Texas has a real good chance to be a really, really good game. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, I don't know. I like seeing two teams that haven't been in there before. Mm -hmm. Get some parity. I mean, Michigan hasn't been in there, but 
Or have they? I can't remember. They've been in the, in, in the playoffs? Yes. They've been in the last two years, but they yeah. have not advanced past the semifinal. They got boat raced by Georgia, and then they lost to TCU last year. So, like I said, I feel like Alabama will handle Michigan, but Washington TCU, I feel like it's going to be a really good game. I feel like Texas. Wa- oh, what did I say? TCU. TCU. <laughs> ah, it's both Texas. I was close. <laughs> but um, I feel like Washington comes out at the end in that one. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be a close game for sure. Yeah, I agree there. I think Michael Penix is the is the key. Um, I think that will be a really good matchup. Text. I mean. Texas is probably a more complete team than Washington, um, but just having that that that, con- that conference championship win over Oregon and that undefeated yeah, uh, season, yeah, they've just found a way to win for a lot of weeks, and something about them, I think they're a hot team right now. They are uh, Alabama, Michigan. It's it's hard not to overlook how Michigan has performed the past two years in the playoffs, and of course, it's hard not to overlook. Um, the Connor Stallion situation, uh, an advantage they don't have anymore, mm-hmm. you would think, although they didn't have it against TCU, and clearly that played a role in that loss. I Alabama just, I mean, they they keep finding a way to get better. At the beginning of the year, everybody thought there was no chance, you know, out of all the Nick Saban teams, this one didn't have it. and. But they say they are. That's exactly right. Best coach in college football history. There's no question. I mean, uh, he finds a way to use that underdog, like title, to put on yeah. them. Well, and I mean, it's the same. You know, Kirby Smart went to the Nick Saban School of Coaching. So when you've heard Georgia players say in the last two years, everybody said we were going to go five and seven. It's like nobody said that. But mm-hmm. Kirby probably really did have them believing. Yep. Create the narrative. That's yep. Got to have a narrative. Got to have something to fight against. Uh, so I do think it's going to be Alabama, Washington, and the national championship. I don't, I don't want to dive into it too much, but yeah. just in without your like true argument, do you think they made the right choice with Alabama over FSU? No, no, no. That's, okay, no. <laughs> I, I don't think so either. And, and it's not. Yeah, we won't. No need to dive into. It. I was just curious where you landed on that. Yeah, I. I mean, absolutely. I think. I get that Alabama has a better chance of winning a national championship than Florida State in its current state, but the rest of the season has to matter. Right. It has to matter. Uh, Alabama lost a game. If we're talking about deserving teams. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Florida State definitely deserved it. Speaking of deserving teams, I know this was a few weeks ago, but uh, how did James Madison finish the year? I don't know. I think they they are going – to get to go to a bowl game, though, um, because there weren't enough bowl-eligible teams. Um, so they, you know, they, they had, had a postseason ban, but if not enough teams became bowl-eligible, then they get to go. And I think that did play out that way, so they're getting to go to a bowl game. Does that say something about college football? If not, a lot of teams became bowl-eligible? Um, it happens sometimes. Uh, sometimes you got to get a few five win teams in there and they go to like the academic, uh, progress ratings to see who <laughs> gets that nod. Um, I, there are too many bowl games. I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> if that's the question. Games. Yeah. Uh, because you can't watch them all. That's definitely the case. Uh, Alabama, Washington. Ah, 
I feel like it's too early to call. We have to wait to see how they uh, play in the big moment. Yeah. All right. So that's, we'll just have our semifinal predictions. Yeah. Uh, Maybe they'll be wrong. Maybe they'll be right. And we'll have national championship predictions maybe when we get there. Uh, but I think that's all we got for that. And y'all ready to get into today's episode? Yes, let's do this. All right. Uh, this is Severance Season 1, Episode 5, and my favorite episode title so far, The Grim Barbarity of Optics and Design, uh, directing her second straight episode. So I had to look up how to pronounce her name, Aoife McCardle. It was written by Anna Monch. <laughs> And uh, it aired on March 11th, 2022. We open with Heli still in the elevator and appearing to become unsevered on her way back up while she's still hanging. Imagine that for a second, <laughs> right? Yeah, this part, this, it's all very weird to me how they do all that. Like, imagine like gaining consciousness in, in that state, you know? So she didn't, her Audi didn't wake up during any of that I, well, I think she did i think that when it comes up the first time you know like where they usually get off at, at that point and her eyes are open then right and yep. she's struggling yeah i think she is her audi um but it's such a like crazy situation she probably doesn't know what to make of it yeah i think they just want you to assume that at that point, it is her alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Experiencing that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we do get, we kind of learn about her alley's reaction to the whole situation later on. Uh, but Mark finds Helly in the elevator when it comes back down and maybe saves her life, holds her up until Mr. Grainer gets there and gets her down. Um, and then he tells Mark to get in the elevator. Yeah. He, as in, like, he doesn't need to see what's about. Yeah, right, he whatever. kicks Mark yeah. out. Well, Helly's clearly alive, but barely conscious mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but yeah, interesting. How terrifying that would be. As like a, because he's in a state to where like he would have never, ever experienced something like this. Right. Like he genuinely is looking at it like a baby. Yes. Because we've talked about you know? they kind of are uh, babies, right? And, you know, he might be a couple of years old. We don't really know. But yeah. that part of his consciousness. Right. It never, he I mean, doesn't even know the, what she's doing. Yeah. You know? Like the concept of, well, I mean, you, I mean, he does, I guess you can say, because he has the wherewithal to like mm-hmm. go and like right. try to right. raise her up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess it's, there's, but it's traumatic enough when you know what you're seeing. Yeah. But when you just see that for the first time ever in any form, like you've never seen it. He hasn't watched movies. He hasn't. That that part's crazy to me. But then yeah. also when he gets in the elevator, mm-hmm. and this is where I. For the first time, like rewatching this, I thought it was clear, but it's not clear to me. It seems like emotions don't follow you. Uh, yeah, uh, I thought they did. I thought if he went in sad, because my my thought is always that when Mark goes into work, his work self has depression, but doesn't know what it is because he's only mm-hmm. he's depressed on the outside. Yeah. But it seems like when he like he is not in the state that he was in. I think I think me and Eric were talking about this last episode with like the tree that he was modeling. Yeah. Like I think uh that it, the show is almost trying to show you that there's something that's it's not big. yeah, there's not something that's completely severed. Yeah. There's something in the soul, 
I guess you can say, right. or whatever. So I think they're the overarching feelings, um, again, bleed through. But, like, in this situation, like, that intense emotional scene, those feelings don't necessarily, because it's not really a part of his everyday life. It's just something that's happening at that moment. Mm -hmm. um, so it's easier to forget and that not come through the other side. Okay. At least yeah. that's my interpretation of it. Um, but the harder part of this is we see him, you know, the next thing his NEC is, is coming back to work. And just like that panic you see in his face when the, cause the last thing he saw was Heli or, you know, barely conscious on the floor. Again, just another weird thought of like <laughs> coming back to react, like quote unquote reality and automatically having that on your brain. Yeah. Like, it never left. Would you call that a snapback to reality? I, oh, there goes gravity. Mm -hmm. Oh, there goes gravity. He's so mad that he won't give up that easy. <laughs> Just wondering. <laughs> Man, that's the riddle. <laughs> that's the riddle. Full circle. Eight mile doesn't touch. Eight mile touches. Eight mile touches. Yep. Okay. Eight doesn't touch. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so Koval and Milchik are waiting for Mark. Uh, she tells him that Heli is in the hospital. She doesn't have any long term damage. And her Audi is not going to let her resign. Uh, she has no intention of it, which is crazy. crazy. So crazy. <laughs> she almost killed you. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy to me. I w we don't know anything about no, her. We don't no. ever see her besides a one time she Mark almost hits her. Right? Oh, yeah. And in, and in, the, t in like the fucking Taliban video. Yeah, where she yeah. is telling Ellie she's not a person. And yeah. She's kind of a jerk in she both instances. So she's I mean, <laughs> pretty standoffish to Mark when he almost hits her. Well, he almost yeah. hits her though. Would y'all let? Would Would y'all like unsever or like let the uh, any resign if you yes, were? I think in so. that scenario, it seems easy to me. Yeah, right. Or and, or I even mean, if my any's like threatening to like cut off all my fingers on my left hand. Right. Yeah, I'd be out. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I, any rational person would. So there's a question about like why is she willing to put up with this like what's her actual yeah. reality what's how is it worth this kind of risk for her uh she doesn't care that like she had to spend time in the hospital because her auntie tried to kill her she, right. she was so miserable um it's it's a whole strange thing but anyways uh mark goes back to reading the uur our favorite book and I, <laughs> it's just a montage of these one-liners from Rick and, and the, the first one is I eventually I had to stop writing them down because they were all so great. But he talks about failing early on as a writer and he had to realize it wasn't him that was wrong. It was literature itself that was wrong. Mm -hmm. I, think I'm, I think I said this in, like while we were watching it. It's like he was writing for a company that makes fortune cookies. Yeah. He was writing for <laughs> like the slips. Because like towards the end it gets very ambiguous and yes. like what the fuck are you yeah. But at the same time when you really like, when you get past the just how absurd. stupid, the yes, bizarre. how absurd yeah. they are, some of them, it, it really is like he's writing two severed people, though. It is. Yeah. You know, I see that. Like, yeah. I see why Mark latches onto it because as stupid as some of it is, it's it's not nonsense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
You know, it is like fortune cookie stuff where it's like, yeah, these are just kind of blanket Some statements. The, the, that uh, buzzwords. You think yeah. it applies to, it's like psychology where. This will inspire you. Right. In the war. It's like, oh my God, this is talking about my life. Like you, there's a lot of statements you could make to a group of people and then think this is applying to you individually. You know? mm-hmm. And those are the kind of statements they are, but still they're not nonsense. Yeah. I, no. And they're very applicable. Yeah. To I was going to say the most applicable is the last one. Um, you know, it. I can't remember what leads up to it if you find yourself in a system. But it's, is it you that must change or the system? And that one clearly I, lands I one resonated with me. Yeah. Um, so I just, that was a whole, it was interesting how they just, I guess he read the whole thing. That whole montage was him reading the whole book. And interesting style choice to do it that way yes mm-hmm. i kind of like that if the book is available on <laughs> the you you are <laughs> my favorite was oh, you can't be crucified with a closed fist <laughs> mm. rebellion of that. like i said my absolute favorite because it was just so terrible was the um don't fight for my freedom fight for the freedom of the soldier <laughs> next to you yeah. because that will inspire you both in the war you're fighting. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what, that's what they need is inspiration. Uh, dulce et decorum este, my friend, to die without honor. Um, now, so we're, now we're doing Italian here, folks. We're doing all the romantic it's, languages. It's Latin, a dying language for the podcast yeah. today. We are multicultural. <laughs> yes, the Swedes... Fuck them. <laughs> the war has progressed, clearly. <laughs> um, so Grainer comes back to Kobel with Petey's chip, and he says it showed signs of reintegration. Essentially, she was right when she told that to the board, even though the board uh, obviously has a stance on that. She hasn't told them yet that they have the chip. It seems like she's trying to get all of her facts together yep. before presenting. Them. Yeah, she's building the case. Yeah, because uh, obviously they they don't believe in reintegration. Uh, but when Mark leaves work, he has a series of panicked voicemails from Rickon about Devin, his sister going into labor, and he takes off to the birthing cabin. <clears throat> And Rickon is as much as we like. It's so funny in the show. I actually, I really enjoy his character. Oh, oh man, all of his lines yes. are fantastic. I just, I enjoy his character a lot. I, I enjoy his character. Characterable. <laughs> Jeez, characterable. Yeah, touches. Mm-hmm. His character only because he is perfectly written to be insufferable. Right. At least in my, at least in yeah. my view. But he's he's like in, in this episode. The self-awareness. Like, Do you want me to explain this? He's at <laughs> oh, a yeah. point now where he's like, I don't have to bog you down with this stuff. Yeah. I know you think Just, I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, like, humor me and do it, but you don't have to. Like, Come on, Mark. Uh, it's, it, he does talk to the mid, I guess, midwife or doula. Former girlfriend. Yeah, the, well, well they, they went on the date. Romantic and, interest. You know, and he kind of acted like an ass. Uh, but they kind of clear the air, yep. it seems like. Um, he's at least not being belligerent this time, so that's good. Uh, Mark tells Rickon the book must have been stolen because he hasn't read it, or at least as out he hasn't. And Rickon starts freaking out while Devin, has, yeah, while Devin has a contraction. Oh my gosh, that's an advanced copy. Because like somebody's totally going to plagiarize your fucking writing, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh my god. 
Heck yeah, that book gets into the wrong hands. It might start a rebellion. Uh, Devin asks another pregnant woman at the retreat for some of her coffee. Um, and who's acting weird here? Is it Devin or is it this other woman? I said the other woman. Well, the guy, this very like get out type moment where yeah. the, the husband just, like just like is walking into yes. nowhere and he doesn't acknowledge her. They're, they're all dressed in white. Yeah, this is mm, weird. I didn't notice that. That's an interesting I mean, observation. The birthing cabins are weird enough. Oh, in general, they do have hardwood floors. I would like, yeah, to y'all yeah you update. Right. <laughs> but do. I don't know, like, I don't know, like Devin in that instance seemed was she like overly? It was weird. It was weird. Her being like, "Are you rich?" Yeah, that, that part, was like, an that, odd question. Yeah, was, that, that odd. Was but the chick's reaction to it was, it was also very strange. odd. The whole yeah. thing is strange. Yeah, the whole um, thing is. Strange. But also, like. Y'all are both pregnant. Y'all are both in this, like, y'all both made this decision yeah. to come here. Right. To Devin's trying to have a moment of sisterhood, yes. it would appear. Yes, and this it chick isn't like... really having it. Yeah. Um, and so Mark tells Devin that he thinks Luma might be up to something, and he almost tells her about Petey, uh, but then Devin, uh, her contractions intensify, and she gives birth. So that's kind of the we see Mark sitting out there on that dock. And also, but why would why would Rickon and Mark let her walk out? I know. Out? It's snowing, right? Yeah. Or it's just like shitty weather. Yeah, general. it's nasty and but cold. She's like, well, then they said four centimeters or whatever, and she's like having contractions every twenty minutes. You know, let her walk out and yeah. like some freezing. What if? She has a crippling one and right. she can't walk and then she's just stuck out there in the snow right. and y'all are and they are hanging your kelp, hey, kelp. <laughs> which is I mean, clearing the air so like is this like some kind of like nordic thing like some kind of like i don't even i can't i can't try and get into the thought process of reckon <laughs> i you know waste of time um and also so like he had like he okay so you know, usually when my assumption, like my uh, guess, is when people usually are about to have a child, it's kind of like a uh, not like a planned situation. It's kind of like, oh shit, my water broke. Let's go, right? Okay. So did he just have like all this kelp on hand, <laughs> just ready to go? Yeah, he probably had like you know, cu uh, couples put together go bags. I believe right. is what you would call them. So he like you're ready at any moment. So he went. To Amazon and got him a fifty dollar bag of. I think it's pretty standard in most go bags. The the kelp. The kelp. <laughs> <laughs> you know the iPod for the baby's first song. Yeah. Um, uh, the blanket for that first picture you're gonna post, and then you gotta have the kelp to clear the air. Right. Uh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So after uh, Devin gives birth, I think we spend most of the rest of the episode inside the office. Um, and the very first thing is Milchick explaining to Mark that this is going to be Heli, any Heli's first conscious moment since the hanging. And he needs to make his eyes kind. Yep. Do you know how can you make your eyes kind? And boy, he tried. Oh, Adam he Scott tried. cannot, it would appear. Yeah. You <laughs> have to just have kind eyes. You can't make your eyes kind. I think that's true. These uh, are some of my, the, the end of this episode, that are up to this point, some of my favorite shots inside of Lumen, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. The directing is really good here. Yeah. Aoife. Yes, I think one of my Aoife ones in this Aoife. one was uh, when we had already covered it at this point, but uh, 
when Mark was right after uh, wrestling Hilly going back up yeah. to outing him. Yeah. yeah. Like when it's on face. his face and like it's changing. It was it's really good. Overall, it's a really good shot. Oh, man. There's so much about this show that's well done. I don't want to like, you know, stroke them off too much. It's but it, it, they do. A, there's a reason we're covering this whole right. podcast. It's it's really well. We it's only really do the good. best stuff. That's exactly. Ice Road Truckers is nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, I, I saw this one earlier. It has Ice Cube in it. Do you think Ghost of Mars would be just, just looking at it? Do you think it would be good? No. No. Maybe we should cover it. Then. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> and Mark is trying to talk to Ellie about the whole situation. She doesn't want to talk about it. Irving suggests motivational quotes for us left around the office. Um, Dylan says she just needs to start earning perks. So she, so she can start getting finger traps. Yeah. <laughs> Used to get those from Hole in One all the time. Yeah. yeah. When was the last time y'all fucked around with finger trap? Oh, when Hole in One had an arcade. Yeah. Exactly. Really, that I can tell you. Yeah. The, the best ones are always the plastic ones. Oh, I know. I, only the little, like, cardboard, whatever oh, that yeah. material was. That, like, wood, right almost like, it. yep. Uh, oh, man. Simpler times. I had a. When you would entertain yourself for like 30 minutes with a fucking yeah. fan trap? Yeah. Yep. Or like one of those hair tickets that your mom had. <laughs> oh, yeah. You always instantly just put it on your lips. Yeah. Brett. Simple <laughs> times. I think we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back. So Miss Casey shows up to observe Helly in the office. She can uh, give you a hug. Yes, upon request, a hug is available. Another use Such of that an expression. Empty, yep. empty hug, though. This seems it would be. Yeah, I, never takes her up on it. It wouldn't be very comfortable. Have you ever have to ask for a hug? It feels like that's not, not a hug you want. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Irving, I guess, falls asleep again. Uh, he sees that sludge coming out of the ceiling, and we still no idea what this means, but he's freaking out about it, kind of. He's got to go see Bert, he says, <laughs> which is kind of Irving's answer for everything right now. Got to go see Bert. Uh, Mark says he can, but he's got to make a copy of the map so they can find him if they need to. And when Irving tries to make a copy of the map, it prints out a picture of what appears to be the O and D coup. Yes. And boy, was it, I won't say graphic, but like, just imagine getting, like, just seeing that, you know, just like such a disturbing image. You're right. When you're, well, when you're supposed to have made a copy of a little card. Yeah. Which is something also you're not supposed to be in possession of, really. Mm, Yeah. Um, So, we, I mean, it raises a question that instantly gets answered because Mr. Milchick comes by and he says it was a job sent to the wrong printer, but it was a joke from his Cobalt. But he lets Irving keep the map. Yeah. Uh, or the map, the picture. Uh, and then... Which we find out later why. Yeah, wait. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he clearly, you know, he tells Miss Cobalt he's trying to dissuade him from spending time with Bert, uh, Cobalt tells him she's trying something new with Miss Casey, mm-hmm. but to kind of keep it a secret. Right. They're kind of like making a 
breaking the third wall there. Well, fourth wall, sorry. Third wall. There's there's four of them. Each wall has this significance. <laughs> but um it makes you wonder if all of the interactions are actually I don't want to say genuine, but yeah. organic. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Because with this, it makes you think like they're just being puppeted. Yeah. Um, it, it It is strange. Again, they... It doesn't seem like they're very open with each other. Uh, they don't tell each other their plans. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of... Try some new things. Yeah, they're kind of sketched out by each other, but they're not necessarily being hostile. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, Dylan <laughs> accuses Mark of being drunk, asks him what his mouth tasted <laughs> like when he came in that morning, <laughs> which, you know, is a joke, but also we know that it's kind of not a joke. <laughs> right. Because uh, he probably Again, is drunk. I love Dylan. Yeah, yeah, man. We got a lot of Dylan in this a episode. A lot of Dylan, especially in the back half of it. Uh, while Miss Casey is looking for Mark and Helly, she sees Bert in the conference room talking to himself. Well, I guess she's not looking for them yet, but on her way back to the office. Uh, Mark, not really talking to himself. Like, he's like pacing around. Like, gesturing wildly. Like, like if you saw this, you're like, man, this guy's like either a plotting something or... Absolutely. He's, yeah. He's plotting a joke. Especially, especially something like, you know, his age. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Grandpa's gone off the farm. (laughs) Uh, So Mark does take Helly out of the office, and he tells her he wants to recreate the map that he shredded in the last episode, but she turns him down. Uh, Miss Casey goes to look for them, and she tells Irving where Bert is. What y'all think of that? And they thought it was odd. I tried tried to make sense of it this time, and I really couldn't. I was like, wait, where is she? Because... I don't get why she does it. Because she knows, well, I don't know if she knows, but you've got Milchek and Koble actively trying to keep Bert right. away from Irving. Well, then, away from Irving. And then you've got her that just like knows when she says this. Is it just a direct undermining of their authority? Right. Because also, you would think that Casey would be aware of Koble's like intentions to right. promotion yeah. or whatever she's trying to do. Right. And also, can we think about what a fucking excuse this is? For uh, Mark and Helly to go off, pin caps. Pin caps. What, what what kind of company buys separate pins and caps? Yeah. I, when do you? I mean, <laughs> I guess because they lose a lot of caps, you got to replace them. But yeah. you, but what do they write down? They're just looking for scary numbers, though. Well, you know, sometimes sometimes you need pins in MDR. We just haven't seen it yet. I guess. I imagine if the computers ever go down, like Wi-Fi's out. They get like crosswords of the numbers and they have to sit there and do it with maybe with pens. <laughs> and they also said they took all the dangerous objects away after Heli uh, attempted and everything. And be it alone, there's like metal forks in the background. I was like, well, you know, she could just and Mark's sh- showing her shove the it caps. into an electrical outlet or yeah, something like I mean, that. Think... Unless, it's like, unless they're like one of those bullshit plastic reflective ones. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It looks yeah. like it might be that. Um... But it's you know it would also be hard to believe they're showing us something like that while he's saying that mm-hmm. and not mean something. Uh, so I don't know. That is a good question. Uh, let's see. Where are we in the episode? Sorry. I'm, uh, oh no, we're in the uh, mental health walk. Oh yes. Well, they're oh, on yes. the mental health walk. Um, so 
while Miss Casey goes back out, Dylan and Bert go. Well, Bert is in the conference room. Irvin goes to meet him after Casey tells him. And while he's starting to talk to Bert, Dylan comes up from behind and locks the door on Bert and starts to interrogate him. Yeah, risk the coup. Part yeah. two. I think his exact words were Irving asked, What do you uh, why did you do that? And Dylan's response was, He was coming at you. Yeah, he was coming at you. Yep. He's trying to he's reaching for a gun. <laughs> Jesus, like <laughs> Yeah. Uh this again, they kind of start to always towards the end of the episodes they do this intercut thing with separate storylines uh, so mark is asking heli what she wants and while heli is telling him she's interrupted by a cry from down the hall i heard it was some kind of bird i was yeah. gonna ask what you thought before they walked in what you because i remembered it that it point. sounded like a baby it sounded like a baby yeah i thought um, it was for sure um, and then when we see he's a fucking goat yes Baby goats, kids. You just got out. What the fuck is going on? Uh, yeah, <laughs> gotta be sacrificial, right? Right. You know. Okay, that's what I think too. Let's uh, go. Because my initial response was like, "What kind of biblical, sh- like, cult right. sacrificial shit is this?" Yeah, they're not I mean, ready. <laughs> they're not ready. Yes, yeah, so that's the whole thing. They come in, and there's a guy in there with all these goats, yeah, like kind of nursing them, and he gets he gets hostile with them, says you can't take them. They aren't ready yet, and. He's very attached to these goats, it would appear. But Mark and Hilly are just looking there like, what the fuck is... What are you talking about? <laughs> this man is just surrounded by baby goats. Yeah. Um, while they're doing that, Bert mentions to Dylan and Irving that, you know, there are all these rumors about MDR, and Dylan says, you, the kings of fuck, don't trust us? <laughs> okay. uh, Bert shares a wild rumor about MDR having larval offspring that eventually consume and replace them. You forget that they're Which, also harvest like nursed in their pouch. Right. right. They have yeah, in their pouch. pouch. And they want to take over their body. Yeah, which is it's so funny to me that Dylan just thinks this is the most insane thing. Like that's that cannot be. But he be believes like, the same yeah, thing. Right, it's right. like so obvious. But he tastes like hello offense to it. Right. But is that not a comment on are in our world. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. how people act for real. They, yeah, they believe in tribalism. They'd be like, if, if your opinion is pretty much exactly the same, but it's different mm-hmm. in its content, you're crazy. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, it's it's, and they're gonna get defensive. About well, it. there's, you know, I think we can really start to ask now. Like, there's this undercurrent of upper management not wanting these departments to interact or right. trust each other or like each other. Like, these rumors come from somewhere. They're fabricated uh, to keep them alive. Yeah, they're doing things like printing off the pictures of the O and D coup, and then later on we see there's the same painting, but in an MDR yeah. calamity. Yeah, it's different contexts, like you're right. saying. Yeah. It's, I mean, you're creating conspiracies. It's propaganda. They, right. Each department has their own propaganda. They're right. Which mm-hmm. luckily is isn't something that's in the real world. I mean, or is it? Though? I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> yeah. extreme sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's how we live. When Dylan he tells Irving he doesn't approve of Bert, are you sweet on this guy? Um, and they they release him from their custody. He has a painting to show them, and that's when Dylan finds the mirror image of the earlier printout. I just like how they were like, I don't want to say ushering him down the hallway, but they had this man 
hand tied yeah. behind his back with a belt. Just in case. And Dylan was like 20 feet behind him, just making sure yeah. anything goes wild. Yeah. Uh, Heli does agree to help Mark with the map because says his drawing isn't very good. And Miss Casey finds them, so she was worried about them. And then back in MDR, Bert introduces everyone, everyone in O&D, not just Felicia, to Bert and Irving, and mm-hmm. kind of have a standoffish right. end. Yeah, like a high noon, okay, corral yeah. type deal. Beginning of something new, though, hopefully. <laughs> Changing the history. <laughs> That was pretty good. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, So that's the end of the episode. I do find it funny that Dylan, uh, hanging at the end for a minute, finds the painting and takes all, like, literally is like, gotcha type thing and, like, runs in there, but doesn't even notice that it's not them in the painting. Like, he hasn't even paid enough attention to the actual painting. He just, like, sees what he wants to believe and is like, yeah. Gotcha. Because he's already got this image of his head in his head of, yep. in, of O&D, and that just confirms what he already believes. Yep. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, what we look for, right? We're trying to reinforce our own opinions Beliefs. all the time if yep. we can. Instead of actually just taking a second and observing something. Right. Reading, reading the name of the painting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That'll do. Or even just a little self-retrospective uh, inside, you know, right. just like... Mm-hmm. What, what, what do I actually want? Right. Yeah. So the first thing, as always, let's uh, give a rating to this one. I'll go ahead and I, I think I did 8.7 last week. This one's a small step back for me. 8.4. Still way up there. Still really good episode of TV, in my opinion. Um, just not quite as much going on the last episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go nine here. Rewatching it mainly, I just like I forget how much this one gives you to think about. Like as I was watching it, I had so many questions about the concepts of the show that I feel like I've had since some of the earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. give it a nine. In like the ghost, the goat stuff, like is so ambiguous, so random that I just appreciate that part of the show. It's like you're at the point where you have questions, and some of them you're like, are they even worth it at this point? Like, yeah, are we really gonna find out why they were? He was feeding goats milk Do like, goats in touch? his arms. Goats? Yes. No, goats don't touch. Hmm. What about goats milk? Goats milk touches. Hmm. Soap? That's because milk touches. Soap uh, touches. Hmm. What about goat milk soap? Goat milk soap touches, absolutely. Twice, actually. Twice, a double touch. Double touch. Two-handed. <laughs> hands touching hands. hands on it. Um, but yes, this show does a very good job of like, I feel, and they might not even be actually trying to do it, but having those touches of like, relating into the real world, I guess, Yes. about what's going on is almost like a satirical. It's a commentary a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an allegory for sure. Uh, for a lot. It's, do we have a... Do y'all have the most valuable character for mm-hmm. this week's episode? I I gotta think for a second. I want to give my rating. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, I gave last week last week's episode a nine. I like giving these whole numbers. I'm gonna go with an eight for this one. I like it a lot. Uh, 
it didn't have the suspense I felt like the last episode has. It had a lot more, I guess you say answers, or, but it was definitely more of an episode where you just get more answers. It's not really raising a lot of questions. I mean, you, of course, you have the question of like, what are Milchick and Gobel doing? But it's been there though. Yeah, that's just been there. It's not uh, bringing up anything new. So, uh, just giving a quick total average for that, we are at eight point five. Good stuff. That's pretty good. Uh, well, and actually, before we even do most valuable character, do do we have a little Ray Ray's double take of the day for the episode? <sighs> do we have a double take? What made you stop and look back at? Him? Hmm, this is hard. Do I actually have one today? Some weeks you may not have one. Yeah, no, I don't really have one today. I feel like this episode, again, like I said, didn't really bring up a whole lot of episodes. It was more or less just kind of furthering the narrative, mm -hmm. I feel like. So, a double takeless week. I feel mm -hmm. like. Was there any double takes for y'all on a second go through? Um, I. There are a lot in every episode, honestly, yeah. on yeah. a second watch through for me. Um, my, I will say my most valuable character for this week is any Mark. Uh, first off, like I say, maybe saved Helly's life. Um, you know, the, it seemed to be a time-sensitive situation, and he stopped her from choking, or asphyxiating, mm -hmm. I suppose you would say. And then later, we finally see some progress from him after, you know, being so cold to hell in the last episode about the map, he's going out of his way and making an effort to try and make Heli comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and not just comfortable with her existence there, but also trying to help her. It feels like get out. I don't say get out, but like he's, he's, he's entertaining fighting. the question right. she was asking. Right. He's fighting for the soldier next to him. That's <laughs> what he's doing. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, but what about for y'all? I'll, I'll go uh, honorable mention to Miss Casey. Oh, Miss Casey, really? For slip, because, so to me, in literature and in, in movies, movement is very important. Mm -hmm. If the character isn't moving, like either mentally moving or actually like physically moving, you're going to get bored. Watching, Stagnant. Right? Movement's very key. I mean, in Towards the end of this episode, you have the movement, like you have Irving and Bert on yeah. their little quest, and you have Helly on her quest, and you have, what's her name? The lady watching Helly? Casey. Casey. You have her on her little movement quest yeah. there, but she allows for, she plants the seed for Bert and Irving to create an alliance with yeah. OD here. So I will mention to her, That's because I, I don't think you have... Dylan following Irving the way he does because he's weirded out by what her being like Irving uh, Bert's in the conference room. Yeah. So this is why Dylan followed it. I think that whole area of movement is she's responsible for, but MVC, this one's kind of like a, it's a, it's a clear jump to Mark as well. Um, I mean, the whole, throughout the whole thing, he's there for his sister as an Audi, mm -hmm. you know, he is responsible for getting Casey out of the room. Yeah. So that her, him and Helly can walk. So that's the point. Yeah, I think this is, I'm going to also go with Mark as well. I think this is a strong episode for Mark. He was definitely, 
he he had the main story in this episode. He was definitely the A storyline for sure. But you just you get more of that character development from Mark in this story. Yes. Adam Scott will be happy to hear this episode. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure he's waiting with bated breath. Yeah. For us you know, may, maybe hopefully later on, maybe season two when it comes out, we finally see him learn how to have kind eyes. <laughs> and not be so. Like, it, it caused him pain trying to. Oh, it did. Uh, I think that's all we got on this episode. I believe next week we're going to take a break from Severance and do a palate cleanser still. Still fine-tuning the details of what that's going to be, but, you know. It might be a double, little double feature episode, you know? That's right. Two topics in one. Who knows what we're capable of. You let us out of the cage. We get saucy. That's right. Real saucy. Speaking of, do you have any final guesses for the riddle? I'm stumped. I'm not even going to ask. Like, yeah. I know what okay. the mechanics are of this. Just curious. Yeah. Oh, you tell do us? you want me to reveal it? Yeah. Should yeah, I reveal yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, you, you can't gotta... just. Okay. Well, at least let me say. Let me give you one more hint. Like, I want to hear. You can get this. Okay. You have to think about when I'm saying the words. What is touching? Literally. Okay. And I'm going to say this should give it away. Okay. Eyes doesn't touch. Lips touches. Say those two words out loud. Eyes and then lips. What what touches with with lips but not eyes? Say them. So potatoes touch. Right. But t- potatoes. Touch. Say the say eyes. Say it. Eyes. Potatoes touch, <laughs> but lights do not touch. Correct. Paper touches. Yes. What's touching though? Your lips. If your lips touch when you say the word, it touches. If your lips do not touch when it says the word, it doesn't touch. Uh, Look at that. There we go. Got there. In the nine, the old noggin. Yeah, proud of you. Oh my goodness. I'm going to be in a in a state for the rest of the day. We'll be in a haze. Yeah. yeah. We'll catch oh, staring man. out the window. We'll leave the listeners in limbo, though. There. No. Well, thank you for for at least drawing that to a close. Yep. Um, would have just been ringing in my head for a long time. Uh-huh. But do y'all have any any final thoughts or anything you want to leave our many listeners with for the rest of the afternoon? <sighs> Let's see. Christmas, Merry Christmas! We are coming yeah, up. Happy on. holidays! Yeah, Whatever you celebrate yeah, out there. And we are in the midst of Hanukkah right now. Yep, stay safe. Uh, orange kangaroo. Mm. A little sneak peek into next week's episode. Uh, well, I, I get where you're going. <clears throat> I'm picking up. What you, you, don't, you don't get where we're going with. Is this a riddle? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a little riddle. A little, orange, little... something about pouches. Oh, uh, you know, just. Orange kangaroos in Denmark is all you need to know. That made it worse. Do you, do you like geography? No, I'm awful at it. I can't. Oh. I have to use GPS to get okay. there. It, it's like this. Like George Clooney says in Ocean's 12, if all of the animals near the equator could speak, Halloween and Thanksgiving would fall on the same day. It all comes from a uh, Gregorian calendar. 
All right. The phantom time jump. Conspiracy. So when the Egyptians were building Stonehenge, they were helping the Irish. Or was it Scottish? Eh, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> they were bringing over the elephants and everything, dragging the stones, directing them and everything. Mr. Coffee came along. You know who Mr. Coffee is? No, I don't. Uh, sure. Second cousin to Mr. Peanut. Yes. He doesn't wear a monocle. Direct the gotcha. of Mr. Bean. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mr. Yeah. Coffee, Mr. Gotcha. Bean, Mr. Bean, Coffee, gotcha. Understood. Sorry. I Well, hold on. We'll end this on this real quick. Okay. We'll do the orange kangaroo in Denmark. Are you ready to follow along, Jeremy? All right. Choose a number between 1 and 10. Okay. Uh, Let me say it. No, keep us all in your brain, all in your noggin. Okay. Got it? Multiply whatever number you just had with nine. If you have to use your phone, that's fine. I understand. I still have to count on my fingers what month it is. Okay. Got it? Uh, okay, so then if it's a two digit number, so like if it's 11, you'll add the two numbers together. Okay. So like if it's. I got Eleven. You. I got you. Okay. Let, me, let me just keep on reading them out there. So you got that number, right? I think yeah. I got that number. Uh, subtract five from that number. Okay. Now, that corresponding number, if you want, if you have the alphabet, alphabet, alphabet. Can I say the ABC? Alphabet. There we go. If you have your ABCs, A is one, B is yep. two. Correspond, correspond, jeez, you got it? <laughs> Mine is D. Yeah. All right. Now, think of a country that starts with that letter. Denmark. Okay. I'm going to... Now, think of a animal. That starts with the last letter of that country. Kangaroo. Now name a color that begins with the last letter of the animal's name. Opal. <laughs> In your face. In your face. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Opal kangaroo. <laughs> Where, you, what, what country and animal and color? I barely got past the country. It was Dominican Republic. Oh, word. <laughs> Most Because you said Denmark, so I try to think of a different one. Oh. You shouldn't you should introduce it. <laughs> we had to subvert expectations right. yeah. yes. like we were writing season eight of Game of Thrones. <laughs> but Correct. I think that's going to do it for us this year, this week. John Snow does not become king. <laughs> he never wanted it. You're my queen. You're my queen. I think that's going to do it for us. Merry Christmas. Thank you, everybody, for listening in and putting up with this. Uh, As always, this has been the Going Down the List podcast. We recorded this live here today with... Jerberius. And... Do I keep up the charade? I'm just going to go with Oswald. I'm not going to go with my butchering Spanish language. Every week. uh, This has been El Rico. This week, the tasty. (laughs) And... uh, Drive home safely. Safely? Safely? Is rubbing off. Drive home safely. (laughs) And uh, we'll talk to y'all sometime next week.